those ugly ass obtrusions from his house are definitely awnings. I know. I just like to call them shutters just because they're gross. He painted them though. I think they're classy. No, they were classy. They were classy when your grandmother owned the house. Yeah, they were classy in 1942. If you don't pee in Eric's pool, you're definitely not cool. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. Get amped, y'all. The energy's low. A lot of bad things happened to us in Cincinnati today. Oh, we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about that just yet. Welcome to Dirty Plays. Everyone's here. We have an, a special guest, a fellow Dirty Plays. Uh, no, a fellow Big Dirty. Rob, say hello to everyone. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. What's and I'm excited on? because you're the only friend of ours that I think that is into UFC. So finally, I might have someone to talk to. And there's a lot to talk about. There's Just sure in the last is. two weeks, a bunch of shit's happened. And let's rewind it back two weeks ago when Colby Covington fought Tyron Woodley. And uh, first off, Rob, what do you think about Colby Covington? Do you like the guy, or do you think he's an absolute douchebag? Uh, he's kind of, I don't know, kind of both in my eyes. It's just he just he dominated that whole fight. Yeah, you can't you can't deny that he's be that he's an awesome fighter and only getting better each time he fights. It seems like he's getting better and better. But like I've said in past episodes, I think I think Tyron Woodley is is spent i'm not sure if it's his age if it's just that he's making money and he just doesn't have the drive anymore but i think he's done and i think that was either his last fight or he's going to get one last shot at another fight to to be sent off because he's a massive name in the game but something's not there and he's just getting whooped when when you're out striking your opponent you know 267 there's just no contest in in that fight yeah, and even like his last fight against who did he fight? He fought um, Gilbert Burns, I think it was. I think that was his last fight, and he and he, it was kind of the same story. He just everyone's kind of hyped because it's Tyron Woodley, but he just isn't showing up anymore. I mean, how so, old is he? He's like what thirty eight? Yeah, I want to say in his late at least at least thirty eight. He's close to forty, which in any sport that's a it's a high number. I mean, I but, see UFC um, you know, fighters go until like forty-five, though. I mean, like, they do, they're, but like, they're kind of almost rare. still in their prime, right? Not like in the prime. But who? Yeah. Who? I mean, Randy Couture, he did it for, you know, until he was forty-five, and he was still winning fights. Okay, so I'm not gonna act like I'm like a top-tier fucking UFC fan, but I feel like UFC is uh, escalated, just like how Richard and Sam and Nick have talked about others, like. Nick would uh, use the Babe Ruth example. I feel like whereas back then, Babe Ruth wouldn't be shit to today's athletes. Whereas UFC has just escalated so much in the last like 20 years where I feel like older fighters wouldn't match up to these new guys. Has it been around that long? Uh, Yeah. It's been like late 90s, I think. Huh. Didn't know that. I thought it was like a more recent invention. I thought the UFC was only like, you know, 10 years old or something like that and spawned from other MMA. 
my first fight was when Brock Lesnar fight, and I think it was in, I want to say 06. Was it called UFC, remember. though? Yes, it, called something it was. Else? It was. It was still called UFC. Not like, not, I mean, not back in the day, like in the late 90s. But I think, no, I think it was always UFC, but there's there's plenty of other leagues. Like, I, I don't, UFC is not the first MMA league or whatever you want to call it. I, I I think it didn't gain any traction until what late, probably 2006 around that time. Right. I think um, I've mentioned this before. I think like the whole what what's what was that T-shirt brand that was tap out tap out that logo to me ruined UFC. Like because I've always been into fighting, like low key. Like no, I wasn't really like talking about it or anything, but I would like watch it when it was on TV. But that logo and that brand was enough to, it was like ed hardy like an ed hardy shirt i was I just gonna stand. say that yeah i can't stand the look of it so it really killed it so when honestly when reebok got a hold of it and they kind of like made the brand better that's it, it became more attractive which sounds ridiculous but it's true it's i mean and i'm ridiculous. not gonna lie i definitely Eric, owned some tap out gear when i was younger just that, to that doesn't look cool. surprise me at all <laughs> that does yeah, not when, surprise yeah. me at all when you're a, when you're a kid from Colerain, i mean uh, all right, you know, you it's have a not Colerain, you know, whatever. It's <laughs> LaSalle Daycare. <laughs> it's also not surprising that Eric became a fan of something just through branding. Well, no, my this is going to be more embarrassing, but it's me and millions of others. I like started liking the sport because of Conor McGregor. You know, he introduced me to the sport, really getting me into it. I've grown to like it without him. And, you know, the last few years... You, if you're going to be a fan of the UFC, you better like it without him because he hasn't been a part of it. But there's been huge Connor news today. But let's um I don't really care about Tyron Woodley. Nico Price, Dana White said that this might be it's it's time for him to talk about hanging hanging up the gloves, I guess you'd say. It really so this this last fight of his unfortunately he's never drawn in a match and this was his first draw ever. Right. Which so this kind of sucks. What is his record? I'm gonna take a guess. This is like thirty fucking eight or and it's, fifteen or something, which he's is thirty six and fifteen. He's got and most the, and he's most got of the those most are in wins. UFC. Yeah, he's got the most wins in UFC history with 23. He's got the most finishes in UFC in 16. So last year, Cowboy went on a fucking tear. He yeah, he just, won like five five fights in a year, I think it was. Yeah, and it's rough because his his most recent defeats were against Gaethje, McGregor, and uh, Tony Ferguson. And those are top-tier guys, arguably probably the three of the best fighters in the game. And he only lost majorly to one of them. The other two, they were good fights. Uh, Connor. Yeah, Connor leveled him. But I mean, even that, you could almost say freak, you know, freak shots. You know, I mean, like I didn't. And and that it fight, was very it was wild. Like Cowboy was kind of like wasn't expecting Connor McGregor to come at him so fast and so hard. Right, and then caught him off surprise. And then they hit him with fucking shoulder strikes in the clinch. Yeah, I mean, that was it was it, bizarre. I mean, even Joe Rogan was, he said he's never seen that before. And he's been commentating for, you know, forever. 
I mean, he he split his nose and like, and that was another thing I was gonna say. So Cowboy for having that many fights, I don't think he's put on so much damage that he has in the last year. You kind of can see it on his face. His eye swells up immediately now. Like you're not like you're not like you ever watch Nate Diaz fight? Yeah, his eye is he's got that scar tissue right oh, around yeah. his eye, he, and it splits gets, open instantly. His face gets opened up so easily. Right, and I think that's kind of what Dana's saying about Cowboy. With him not winning and him putting up draws, it's like, what are you doing at this point? You're getting up there in age. You, I'm sure he gets paid well enough where he could invest whatever money he has, and you know. I mean, when you have right off like, into the sunset, he's got at least fifty fights in his career, like outside of UFC, you know, in his career. And he's sponsored that, that by many, Monster and you know Budweiser, yeah. so I'm sure he's yeah. fine financially. And, that many fights over time is just going to take a toll on your body. Right. It's a while, while it's sad. I mean, I think Dana's kind of speaking the truth that we all need to hear, but I, oh man, when I, whenever I hear and Cowboys, he's wanted to draw fans, but he's never really wanted to get it like on a, he won't like be the main event of a pay-per-view, but he'll be like right. the main draw for a fight he, night. He was never a UFC champion. In his career, which is so depressing. I was, I was hoping he was gonna. But I mean, I think he had, I think two chances to become. I think it was welterweight champion, and he just could never finish the, you know, those big fights. It is what it is. Um, is Colby Covington racist? Yes or no? Yes. No. The answer is yes. You failed, <laughs> Rob. Oh. <laughs> um. All right, so let's move on to last week's pay-per-view event against Israel Adesanya and uh, Buttface Costa. Paula Costa. How do you think? How do you think that fight was gonna go down before it started? Exactly how it was playing. Two undefeated fighters. Okay, so I thought it would be almost like the um, Romero fight, where Israel would dance around Costa and just poke when he could, but. That fight was so fucking boring. He even said that. He was like, I wasn't going to give you guys another boring fight. And he didn't. That fight was unbelievable. Yeah, Adesanya just, from the get-go, just went after Costa's legs. And after the second round, you could tell Costa, his legs were, were hurting. Adesanya looks like he's got control of every inch of his body. He's and just so lengthy. Hey, but like you know what I mean? Like you ever see him just like move how he talks and stuff? He's yeah. he he moves like a fucking robot and every like fucking square inch of his body, like he he feel like I feel like he can make his body do anything he wants from head to toe. So Paulo Costa's I don't know how tall he is. He's like what, six two? But he's That's just like, like a juice head. He's just like stout built. And then there's Asanya who's six four, lengthy, kind of like skinnier, but he's he fights so smart yeah and he just wears down your the opponents and he's just so good at it oh yeah like i mean really like i don't know what else that guy has to do before you can really start talking about if if he's the goat of the sport or at least in his weight class you see who he's going after next though he's been talking shit to john jones and if he beats john jones i mean you would almost say he's the greatest of all time at this stage of the game who else is better I know you would say Silva. He beat Silva. Yeah, but Silva was out of his prime. 
That is true. That is true. It's kind of so, hard to hold. Silva in his prime, like I feel like Anderson Silva went downhill after his leg snapped and went completely the opposite direction. Yeah. I don't know man. if you remember that. Yeah. Um, and what, what what was he, like 40 when he fought Adesanya? Yeah. Like, I mean, he was just up. He there. was old. I mean, Silva in his prime, like, Adesanya just reminds me of so much of Anderson Silva in his prime. He's just so unbeatable, and just nobody can just beat him. Only Adesanya doesn't have a little girl voice. That's true. When I first heard Silva talk, I was fucking mind blown. This dude is... You know, arguably, like one of the—he's the meanest man on the, on the planet. <laughs> he's got the most high pitched voice of all time. It makes it's me think of like, Mike Tyson. Yeah, it, well, it's even worse than Tyson. Like, it's it's, it's like how people reacted when they first heard Patrick Mahomes talk. Everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody heard like his voice and it's like instantly Kermit the Frog. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's wrap up this UFC shit. We got to end it with Connor. So Connor's been on a freaking tear talking shit to Dana White. He's pissed off because he had another. So he was training for some kind of like marathon in France, and he had another sexual assault allegation against them that I, I think was proven to be fake or fake as hell. But it forced him to drop out of that that marathon. And I've been following him on social media, and he's been like legit training for this all year long. And so I think it hit him hard, and now he's just pissed. So he wants to come back, and now he's irritated that Dana's not giving him a fight. And just yesterday, he announced that him and Poor- Dustin Poirier were going to fight in a charitable uh, match December 12th, which was absolutely huge because they yeah. fought when, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah, it was something like Dust- that. Dustin's also what ranked number three in the um, in the lightweight division. So I, and, uh, I read the last time they fought, Connor whooped his ass. Like he, he did. He knocked him out in the first round, like minute forty seven seconds, yeah, or something like that. And and but I would like to think that it would happen again. Well, I I also read that ever since then, this dude has just completely turned around his career, and he's just been on oh, a Dustin, rampage. Oh yeah, six. he's he's unbelievable. But so is Connor. Although he hasn't really been active, whenever he, whenever you see him, he only looks better and better. Yeah, Dustin's fighting, Connor's not, so I really don't have any ass to back up that statement. Um, but anyways, Dana caught wind of it. One, these both of these fighters, where Connor said he's retired, but he's still in the fucking piss pool, the drug test pool, which means no, he's not, and Dana right. knows it. They're so they're probably both still under contract, which means if they were to try to do that exhibition match on their own. They would probably get fined. Dana offered them a fight. Dustin Poirier just like hours ago said, I accept. Connor hasn't said shit yet, but how can you turn that down? That'll be one of the biggest fights you could put together. For sure. I know there was a couple of weeks ago, Connor McGregor was trying to set up a fight with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he's trying to do that too, and I and I think that will happen. Connor wants to box, and it, that's just a that's just a free that's just another Mayweather thing, right? It's a mon- it's a money grab. It's exciting. Doesn't really mean shit. It's almost it's basically an exhibition match. I but, hope but, Connor comes back and he he tries to go for another run for the the title again. But his latest storm of tweets that he was doing the last three days ago, he's he was explaining like what happened this year. One, you know, obviously was blamed on COVID. Dana told him to wait. They, he wanted a crowd to sell tickets, obviously. 
that's not happening anytime soon. This and that happened. They got into arguments and it's just two, two guys, you know, Connor's easily the biggest money. He's the athlete in that sport. That's going to bring the most money. So Dana wants the biggest fight. Connor just wants to be active and they're just button heads. But I agree. I think he needs to get back in there. He's 32 years old. Arguably still kind of young for the, I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, so I want to see him active. If not, then I kind of just want him to go away. I know a couple episodes you touched on uh, Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Heartbreaking first loss. I heard he comes back and just tears it up. Yeah, I that, wanted to talk just... about that so bad, but I I didn't want to bring it up with these guys because you yeah. see how yeah, uh, ghost they are uh, right now. Yeah, this is riveting, dude. <laughs> just falling down my... Well, this, is how I, this is how I feel when I hear baseball. I, I, I do have uh, a question, football. though. So, like, it seems like every big fight, which seems to happen every other week, or maybe once a month, has two undefeated fighters pairing off. Is that like undefeated, no. No. like of all time undefeated, or undefeated in that weight class, most, or professional rated? Yeah, yeah, prof- yeah, yeah. Professional rated. You know, they have to be legit professional fights. Can't be like you fought your brother in your backyard and you won. Like they have to be registered and MMA fights. But it's not. I mean, Guys, remember that, when I fought Kyle in my backyard? Wasn't that awesome? That counts. No, that counts. Uh, Nick's four, <laughs> n- Nick, Nick's four <laughs> seven. Him now. I know he's had other backyard brawls for <laughs> sure. For, <laughs> yeah, or at least sixty nine. I know, but no, being undefeated is not a common thing, Sam. At all. It's really not. Yeah, I feel like this is the only fight recently where it was really? two undefeated I, guys. This that is I the remember. only time it's ever happened. And it, I'm close with it you. always feels like, oh, it's two undefeated guys. One is like 11 and 0, and the other is 9 and 0, or some bullshit like that. And I'm like, they've no, never no, lost. You're not, pay, you're not no, paying not attention, Sam. No. This was a big fight because of their, because I think Costa was 17 or 18 and 0, and, and uh, Adesanya was 19 and 0. And Costa was they, thirteen and zero. Okay, but it's even better for Adesanya because he's fought what probably most of his fights now in UFC or close to it. Yeah, which is huge. I mean, your 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 amateur fights obviously it's easier to, to rack up your your record, but even still, I mean, you're fighting. Adesanya guys. is now twenty and zero, and he's had fifteen knockouts, six in the first round. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just mad because Nick guessed right, and I'm voting of the week now because of that stupid ass. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was really me. upset about that <laughs> sudden death. It's just not fair for you guys. Bullshit. It is. What yeah, when Nick called it, I, I was like, eh. Well, Richard could have picked the same thing, and then I guess we could have picked another tiebreaker, but. True. All right, man. We'll cap this UFC talk. 20 minutes. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. Wait, yeah, I got one time, question. Um, is Adesana ever going to fight Khabib? No, Could that be never. a thing? Why not? No, they're two weight classes apart, and Khabib won't move, and he's already talking about retiring after uh, two more fights. Real he's quick. A, he's got a big did, one coming up, doesn't he? Against Gaethje, and I think yeah. Gaethje's going to get him. And that's, that's actually, uh, what, 24 days? Uh, it's October twenty fourth, I think. So sixty nine days. 
69 days from now, easily. That's going to be fucking massive. But anyways, you know how they do the uh, Ultimate Fighter or the Ultimate Fighter series. Yep. Dana just announced that he that he had Connor and Khabib as separate coaches. He had that in the works to come out next uh next year, and uh, Khabib bitched out because I don't know because he's a bitch. That'd that have been fucking. That'd have been crazy though. That'd have been the first you know Ultimate Fighter series I I would have watched. I've never watched one before. I watched one a long time ago. I can't remember who it was. I watched clips of uh, Faber and Connor, obviously, just because I'm a fan of Connor and Faber. Actually, you know what? Faber is actually one of the, the first fighters that I got into. Uriah Faber? Yeah. Rich, Rich Franklin is the first fighter I got into. And there's a story behind that. Local boy. Yeah. Well, his grandma was my next door neighbor growing up. Did you Dude. fuck her? What? Oh. Wow. That would have made for a better big. soap opera. I know we. I know Eric's. He digged I, into that. Connor would have. Connor McGregor fan. Connor when he took Connor over people too. When he took over for the took over the lead role of Days of Our UFC Lives, and that's when Eric well, became a fan. That, I, so I mean, to keep this UFC talk going, that was my next question. Was you said that you want like if Connor's like really gonna go away, you want him to go away. Don't you feel like that'll be a huge hit? I know you don't mean that. I don't mean I that. Hundred percent. No, you don't. But let's say he does. Don't you feel like that'd be a huge hit for the sport? I mean, if, if you no, because 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 he hasn't been involved in the last three years, really. His last real fight was against Eddie Alvarez, what three years ago? He came back and fought uh, Cowboy, but like that was kind of like a sudden thing. It happened so quick, and then he's gone again, and the yeah. sport continues to. I, I just don't grow, feel grow. like. I don't feel like there's anybody replacing. He definitely him. sat. And the- if you're like me, your average sports fan who doesn't care about the UFC, it feels like he still fights UFC mainly because you're right. You're right. people talk about him, and I see his advertisements no. everywhere. So I, I don't know. He he's got a Tiger Woods feel to me, where once he goes away, I feel like the sport will shrink or contract a little bit. Um, maybe. I, you're definitely yeah, right. It's hard nev- to say. UFC will never have another athlete that big. I mean, arguably, he's one of the biggest athletes of all time. Like, he, I think he's like Ronaldo fucking Messi big. Like, he's everywhere. Um, but he hasn't proven himself like those two athletes. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't. He's he went through a he to make himself big. One, he was a cocky asshole, and he did what he said he was gonna do. And he was super exciting to watch while he was doing it. Like he would just run through people. But he still got more work to do to be ever considered one of the greatest fighters ever. I mean, he he was the first one to get the um, two division um, belts at the same time, which is, you know, historic. But I I, I still feel like there's more to be done. Like he hasn't defended a title. He hasn't, um, I don't know, he's fucking 32 and he's not active. He's kind of just, He's he's loaded, is what it is. So I mean, really, you can't fault the guy. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd come back to be, get my ass kicked in the ring or octagon if I was close to being a billionaire. And what else? That's it. Let's just call it a day, dude. Too sad. Do you know how twenty twenty is gonna end? I'm gonna tell you how twenty twenty is gonna end. <laughs> oh God. 
let's let's skip all the bullshit in between of like civil war alien invasion let's just get to the true apocalyptic ending cincinnati joda's joda's gonna win our fantasy league oh shit you're right <laughs> dude do you know how terrible it makes me feel to think about joda winning our fantasy league i won't make just, that happen i will trade all my players to the super bowl contender no we can't do that <laughs> we probably have a trade deadline but dude he's he's crushing it three and oh i'm not sure he hasn't even tried hard. seattle oh no he's gonna drive back here and get it they were that's yeah okay i need support there no you you gotta pick that up from slayer park word that doesn't that, that's gotta be picked up from he's home. made one acquisition and i'm pretty sure his first two wins he started kenny galladay and Kenny Galladay was inactive, so. And yet, somehow, he beat two of the hosts of this show. Man, fuck you, Sam. You have it's not your week yet. Wait, wait. When do you? Oh, what week do you get him? Right now, week four. Oh, can we? Actually, can we shit. talk about Eric's tough luck loss though this week, dude? Fuck Jeremy and fuck ouch. The, how lame was that? I needed what five points? Yeah, you needed like five and a half. In a PPR with league from a wider receiver. With Marquise Brown, and you ended up with 3.2 or something like that. 3.3. Ridiculous. And what the, the, the scores ended like almost like us both like 140. There was definitely like one notable play where like Lamar basically missed him when he was had easy separation. Probably would have been a touchdown. He caught that one pass, and you, you sent me that text, Nick, and I was like, I'm not convinced, and I was fucking right. Yep, he only caught one more pass the rest of the game, and it well, wasn't Lamar, for very when much. Lamar Jackson has 16 yards passing at the half. Yeah, I'll that's very good. Yeah, the Chiefs look truly unstoppable. They, they're like, I'm not a football fan, but watching fucking Mahomes just effortlessly just fucking throwing that ball and running out of the pocket, he looks like it's a... He's playing against three-year-olds. Is that oh, how he sure. always looks? He's looked? next level. Yeah. Always. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's why you give... He, he looks like a guy you'd give a half a billion dollars to. No and doubt. that's what they did. But, I, I mean, it, it honestly... that Watching that game and watching Mahomes kind of cheered me up. Because any angst I had about the Bengals game I watched earlier, I was like, the Bengals are never winning the Super Bowl. It's never happened. <laughs> I don't... Like, this team is on such a different level. Like, the the amount of upgrades you would need. You'd need to upgrade the entire team. The entire team. The Probably entire Burrow organization. As well. Yes. Yeah, I was, yeah, everything, everything. The Like, everything is so much better that, that, like, I'm like, oh, like, who cares if the Bengals go 0-16 again this year? Or, I guess, for the first time this year. Or 0-15-1, sorry. Um, it doesn't matter because they're never going to win anything with Patrick Mahomes in this league. We traded out Brady for Patrick Mahomes for another 20 years to just uh, to rule the AFC. And I can tell you one thing. I would take if you offered me a swap between Zach Taylor and Eric Bieniemy right now, I'd take Eric Bieniemy all day long. I wanted Eric Bieniemy. So did I. We were trying to I, sign a coach. I don't know why he didn't get more of a shake, but whoever gets him is going to have a great coach on their hands. Do you think because maybe the 
chiefs just said, here's a bunch of extra money, stay with us for a little while longer, win a Super Bowl kind of thing. Isn't every, uh, isn't every coordinator's like goal to become a become a head coach aside from Josh Daniels? <laughs> well, I mean, it is, but money involved too. Sure. I mean, you normally and, get more money. The opportunity a head coach. and the opportunity to win. I mean, look if you're if you're Eric Bieniemy and he's a pretty young guy, you could go to the Bengals, get shit stomped through no fault of your own and really kill your career trajectory. So if I'm him, you know, maybe I'm thinking, eh, I'll sit out, I'll get another Super Bowl ring as a coordinator, and then I'll have a pick of a better team a couple years down the line. Now, you're never guaranteed that, but that may be the play he's trying to make. But I, I don't think the Bengals gave him much of a shot. I also think good coaches don't want to coach for a bad organization. And I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding uh, that Mm. the Bengals are not a good organization. So, and then Mike Brown is not a good organization. Sure. You you see how long it took us to even sign a head coach. So we were already behind the eight ball when it came to signing a head coach. And then you don't even have your own pick of the litter anymore because none of the good coaches want to come run a team. That's a disaster. That's that's ran I mean, by it's like the, the head coach doesn't even get his say. It took Marvin Lewis to the last two years of his career, uh, his his tenure with the Bengals to finally get some say with his team. That that said, you can use that to your advantage from the standpoint of there will be young, bright, hungry coaches that just want to make the leap. And so, I mean. You're kind of seeing it if you look at it at the college level and stay within Cincinnati and look at what Luke Fickle's doing at UC. Perfect example of grabbing a guy when he's really young, giving him that responsibility, and uh, kind of being aggressive in that way. Um, I, so I did like that Taylor was on the younger end. At Annabelle, Luke potential. Fickle, Sam. I can every, well, I, everybody knows Marcus Freeman is the real reason the Bearcats are good. Well, yeah, he he's incredible as well. I I think Fickle's pretty good too. I think he's a pretty 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 darn good recruiter. Um sure, but my thought process is um well, I can't think right now. Who's their quarterback? Desmond oh, Ritter. Ritter. Yeah, yeah, Ritter's been the quarterback for what 3 years. He's not very good. Yeah, he showed that last week. He But I don't he's consistently def- shown in big games he's just not very good. Like I think Fickle sticking with that guy, just sticking with the guy is like not necessarily the right move. If you've been a good recruiter, if you've gotten some more guys in there, like somebody's got to beat somebody like Desmond Ritter out for a job. I don't QB is hard. I, so one, I don't think Fickle recruited Ritter, did he? I don't believe. Yeah, no. He was there already. When... I mean, well, I I think Fickle's got his QB recruit in Evan Prater, but QB is a hard position to make a jump to at the collegiate level. I I just think you know, give it a couple years, and once Evan Prater gets there. Now that said, it's Cincinnati. 
Fickle's probably gone and all his recruits are probably leaving with him after the year, along with Freeman, and then we'll just be back to living in hell with another sports team. So, you know, who it doesn't even matter. Who cares? That's the all. life we lead as Bearcats fans. We, that's like the, the Bearcat job is that that middle job where you go and you take a decent college uh, and you win with them for a few years and then you get the big gig, kind of like what Brian Kelly did when he went to uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, it bums me out more in basketball. College football, I consider a complete racket. It's such bullshit that you can start the season go completely undefeated and have no opportunity to win a championship in your division. So I'm not I like college football is not high up on my list in terms of what I care about, but I do like when UC is good. Their defense is really good. Yeah. Their defense is outstanding. Marcus Freeman. Yeah. He'll, he'll get a head coach job. Although he got a big paycheck uh, recently from the university, I think this year, but he'll he'll probably get a head coach job here in a year or two. For sure. And he deserves it. Speaking of guys getting big paychecks somewhere other than Cincinnati, I think we probably need to start talking about it and start the healing process. Start saying goodbye to Trevor Bauer. Fuck you, Sam. What a beast. He pitched so good today. He was so good today. I I don't... I mean, I was alive technically for the 1990 championship, but I was three, so I don't remember any of it. I was not alive. I, I think Bauer has had the most dominant season of a Reds pitcher I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Like by a long shot. That's why dominant, it might be the first dominant, might be the first Cincinnati Reds uh Cy Young winner. Sorry, Eric. No, I was gonna oh, say they'll, like, they'll rob him of that too. Guaranteed. Most if likely. It'll if, go to you Darvish. Yeah, is that that Cincinnati discount? Yep. yep. Cha ching. For sure. I don't know. Danny Grace was pretty good. Does does a Cy Young for this year even count though? Yes. Yeah, Nick. Yes. Come on. I think it does. I think I think this I think this season seems credited enough where whoever wins and whatever happens, I think is legit. In the beginning I definitely had those doubts, but I feel like I feel like Tampa Bay, Lightning, they deserve what they got. I don't discredit that. And I feel like whoever wins the World Series. Well, the NBA and NHL played a lot of their season right. before the pause. So I think it's a bit of a different situation. Okay, but it's, me, like I've said in the past, like I, I baseball is just so fucking long. This is how long it should be every year. Uh, I could see 100 games. Okay, maybe 100. It's never going to change. It's not. I know, but like to me, I feel like even, what what was it, 68 games? 69, of course. 60. Nine. 60 even nine plus nine. nine plus nine. And um, I felt like that was good. The Cardinals played 67, which proves that they're D bags. The Cardinals are a bunch of fucking cheaters, dude. I, I don't get that. It kind of pisses me off. And at first I was like, oh, no, this favors us. I'd rather play Atlanta than the Padres. 
But then the Padres ace isn't didn't the play today. Padres I don't know what the first story was. Two was starters are not playing in this series. Dude, that's such bullshit. Because the Cardinals still had a chance to fall below fall us below if us, they had lost sure. the last two games. Yep, I agree. That's so Cincinnati, though. Or we could just, you know, bat. We right. didn't have three opportunities to win the game in extra it, innings well, we, and playing yeah, that before that, too. Innings. I was going to say, just in extra innings, we had three opportunities. Yeah. How many times can you leave a guy stranded at third base? A lot, oh, apparently. A lot. So, it, people who were surprised by the Reds' performance today, like genuinely surprised, clearly have not watched a lot of the Reds today. Right. Or, the season. Well, you can look because... at the stats if you're not watching and know that clearly they they can't bat or shit. Oh, this season was terrible. Last in the league in batting average at 212. Um, you know, over 60% of their runs generated off of home runs. One of the worst with runners in scoring position. Like, even though this team has had a successful season, I think, by Reds fan standards, which is just being above 500. This was still a miserable team to watch on most nights. Like, their inability to score runs outside of home runs, in my opinion, makes them really frustrating to watch. And this is where I do think that there's some merit to people who have an anti-analytics stance, I do think it's making baseball harder to watch, shifting to a strategy of higher strikeout rates in the hopes of hitting more home runs and not having a team put together that can string together a couple of hits or play small ball and generate runs. And we saw that today in the most obvious, painful example that I could possibly think of. That's for the home run. I mean, how many times did you have a guy on third with one out and you can't get somebody to sack fly to get right. that run home? Are you fucking serious? Dude, that was... used to be the bread and butter of every team. You were almost guaranteed a run if you had somebody on third with one out. In unless they were, you know, just complete trash and likely to strike out but uh, to me it's it's just infuriating to watch and and today was a perfect example of it it was the the 12th inning when they let off back-to-back hits and they were um first and third with no outs and then proceeded to strike out three times in a row um i was screaming in my car i'm like you to, it's it's one thing to not score a run, but to not even put a ball in play and force the other team to make a decision and have a chance at scoring is really what Three pissed me off the most. Three at-bats, not a single fucking ball got put in play. I was so pissed. And then obviously it resulted in a loss. Yeah, me and my boss were at work. Both of us had our phones up, and it was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, when, when Trevor Bauer like got us to, what, like eighth, Eighth inning, I think it was, before they took him out. Seventh inning. You just knew that shit was going to go downhill from there. It's like he kept he kept the, the team alive and, you know, the batters weren't doing shit to, to give you hope that we were going to put this away. And then, yeah, went well into the uh, extra innings. 
I mean, look, it's the Cincinnati discount, Samuel. You knew first, it wasn't going to happen. Hey, the first if time only... they put a batter on third base, aside from Acuna, they they aside from Acuna in in regulation, they put one batter on third base. The, the Braves did, and they fucking scored. That's a good baseball team manufacturing runs, and the Reds are not a good baseball team. Fuck. I, I mean, the Reds are yeah. The Reds really needed the regular season extra inning rule to happen in the postseason. Yeah. Because yeah, we, top of their, we would have scored the some runs lineup there. was fine at batting. I mean, the, the first couple guys up every inning in extras got on base. Once it was a pressure, pressure situation, nothing. I don't even feel like Atlanta's pitching, like their relievers were pitching very well. Like they had let a few guys on base, they were like throwing a little bit tense, and they, the batters just couldn't pull through, and like they looked afraid, like I'm gonna fuck up. They looked like they were gonna fuck up. I don't know. It was just really depressing. Like you'd never felt like once Vado. I would say slightly misread that ball and had to stop at third in the 13th. You knew they lost the game, I think. Well, you knew they oh, lost I, a, a run because we weren't going to get them anywhere past third base. Yeah, I, I felt like I knew they lost by the seventh or eighth. I mean, it, at no point, like you can kind of feel. When there's a dangerous situation, and even when they put guys on third, it didn't feel dangerous because any given guy coming up to bat is pretty unlikely to get a hit. I mean, when when the top hitter on your team hits like 250, you're I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just you always come into a Cincinnati postseason game expecting the loss but they they always find a little way to make it painful in a new way whether it's an injury whether it's you know the Vontez perfect bullshit and losing on penalties and a lost fumble like there's always some new twist and this was hey watch the best playoff pitching performance a Reds player has ever done in their life and then watch them get no runs in 13 innings but not off, off 11 hits and 13 on base and generate zero runs not just Bauer though our first three relievers had like eight K's in like three and a half oh, innings yeah that, that's true yeah the first time all year our bullpen actually did something like the first couple guys in the bullpen did exactly what they were supposed to do too, but they had three straight innings with guys in scoring position with less than two outs that they didn't do anything with. Yeah. I, I heard that in the post game presser Bauer kind of threw all the field players under the bus, <laughs> essentially saying like, well, you can't blame the pitching for that one. Um, oh, yeah, no, th the bullpen in the past month or so has really come around and solidified. Uh, Lucas Sims has looked good 
I, I felt like he looked good earlier in the season. I think he had a dip there in the middle of the season, but he's Which looked isn't, good. Isn't that irritating? Because hasn't that been like our whole lifetime? The issue with the Cincinnati Reds is that we haven't had a goal, like a good bullpen. Oh, it, it's one thing or the, I mean, if you think of the three phases of the game as like your starting pitching, your relievers or your bullpen, and then your hitting, the Reds will get two out of three of those right. Or one out of three of those, right? But they're they're never adequate or good at all three at the same time. So like last year, we had that's the thing that kind of baffles me. It's like how did they get this bad? Because if you look at the roster compared to last year, they they improved by adding Mustakis, Castiano, and Akiyama has not been great, but like. On paper, that's an improvement. Now I can see hitting 245 again, but to hit 212, how much do you think like a hitting coach here impacts something like that? Or the manager? That's got to be on both of them. And today's loss with some of the base running decisions, like I'm ready to say, see you, David Bell. Let's try somebody else. I've never been a David Bell fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him either. Uh, and Sam, you talking about like a, like a hitting coach, uh, maybe it is something that we need to reevaluate because like you said, we brought in all this talent and we got worse. Um, and I look at the other side of our team, you take Derek Johnson, our pitching coach, and you take a guy like Sonny Gray, who was kind of falling apart. And he was, I don't know if he was Sonny Gray's pitching coach or head coach, at Vanderbilt, I could be screwing this all up, whatever, it's irrelevant. Um, when he linked back up with Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray became one of the best pitchers in baseball. And like we've seen Trevor Bauer be good, but Trevor Bauer was on a different level this year. And we watched the development of Luis Castillo. So I think the addition of Derek Johnson was huge for our pitching staff. So I am on board with making some sort of change, head coach, batting coach, something, because I think that I think that a coach makes a huge difference. Yeah, I, I just looked up. So because I remember, I think it was Turner Ward last year and he got dropped. The, the guy they replaced him with, Alan Zinter, has had two years as a batting coach uh, 16 and 17 for the Padres, where they were the worst hitting team in the National League in most categories. So I'm not sure what Would, about that hire they liked, but was he the Padres hitting coach last year? No, he he worked for the Giants last year in player development. Okay, because I feel like everybody on the Padres took a step forward in batting recently, like this year, as opposed to last year where everybody was good at batting. Last year in baseball, the most runs were scored like ever. Like homers were the highest, runs were the highest. Everything was insane as far as run production across MLB. Um, so maybe the Reds didn't necessarily get worse. There's just, you know, Sam's favorite, the conspiracy theories, the juiced ball last year. I was about to talk about it. I was like, don't you, I was like, <laughs> I don't can... you fucking bring it up. 
It's true, and it's real. I mean... Never. But then, another thing I wanted to say was, you got a guy on your roster, he should be, like, the captain of your team, your star player, he's your highest paid player, he's one of the best contact hitters of all time. Like, I know it's not a player's job to work with his teammates to help get them better, but, like... I've heard plenty of stories where guys will go to a guy like that and be like, Hey, can you get some, give me some pointers? Like, what should I be doing? What can I change? I just don't understand how the Reds have no clue how to contact hit when they should have a lot better instruction, even just by a guy on their team. In Joey Votto, that is. Yeah, well, it, it it baffles me. I it, something's got to be going on. You don't drop your average by over thirty points like that. Uh, it's it's over per- the past two years too. Like he wasn't that great last year. Well, I was talking about the team. Vado himself yeah. certainly is on the decline. Um, I, yeah, I. But I think for Votto, it's just like he's in his mid-30s, mid to late 30s. I mean, that's just a physical decline. I just don't think he gets around on the ball as well as he used to. Um, But I still think, like, his ideas, his thought process, like, the man averaged 320 for a while. Like, <sighs> how do we not pass that down to other guys i think you guys like, think i should use like a nine millimeter a 12 gauge a 45 because i want to fucking kill myself after this downer ass episode dude i think you should just uh get on top of your roof jump off and clip your head get, on get the awnings dumpster. on the way down right that perfect angle yeah you know what? i think i'm gonna take a toaster into the to the bathroom to the bathtub nice. make sure it's plugged in idea, don't do what joda does are you gonna bang your cousin first? Oh, of course. Well, all right. You guys want to do some football talk? I know there's not much, there's not a whole lot of uh, less depressing things to talk about when it comes to Cincinnati, but we could. I, 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 I got something I, re- real quick. Weak I'm matchups. Gonna it, I'm gonna knock it out real quick. Okay. So last week, Sam was talking about how he would not start Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. As I was editing last week's episode. As Sam was saying that, he was like, they should not start him. He's going to get killed. Burrow got fucking annihilated by fucking two dudes. And it was it was the play where the one guy went out of his ankles and the other Fletcher dude went high. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I was just like, holy shit. And I'm not even like exaggerating. As Sam was saying that, as I was editing the episode, that happened. He, like, came, oh. he came out for a play because he got... Yeah, that was the play. Right. Yeah. He, he's going to get ruined. I When... They, and this, I mean, this still may happen. Um, it looks like the Steelers-Titans game is postponed for a lot of uh, COVID cases on the Titans team. Come back, COVID. I, I'm like, this might be a blessing in disguise. If the season gets canceled, one, that means Jota can't win the cup. Two, yeah, nice, that nice. means, it's not that means, canceled. Sam, there's the Bengals, no chance. I, They're I already know, talking I about know. playing the game Monday. There's no I chance. Jota's winning the cup. But, Fuck Josh, he's not winning shit. 
but I feel like that's the only way that Burr is going to stay alive through this season. Because if he has to play 16 games, he's getting some, some type of injury. The Cincinnati discount doesn't apply to Joda. He doesn't live here anymore. We haven't even played the Ravens or the Steelers yet. And no, they are I know. two of the best pass rushing teams in the league. Like it's it's gonna get even worse. Um they they somebody needs to go to jail. I'm that is my opinion. Either the linemen themselves need to go to jail for being so bad at their job. I mean, I'm being dead serious. Like they're risking his life and livelihood. I think there's a case here to arrest either Mike Brown for organizational negligence or uh, Jim Turner, the offensive line coach for being so blind to the issues he has on his offensive line or the linemen themselves. But somebody needs to go to jail for what they're going to do to Joe Burrow. We choose D all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking David Carr got sacked like 60 times a year for like five straight years before the Texans decided to do anything. So he's fucked. Joe Burrow's fucked. Oh, 100%. Joe Burrow is going to be like Andrew Luck in four years. Unless he learns to dance. Uh, okay, let's stop with all this Cincinnati talk and let's let's move right, to something enough. else. Let's move to something else depressing. Um, so we talked about last Thursday about how awful... The matchup was, which was Jaguars Dolphins. If you if you didn't think it could get even worse, worse. let's go. Owen three Broncos versus Owen three Jets. You guys stoked for that game? Don't the Broncos have like their third string quarterback in Brent Ryan? Hell yeah! Jeff Driscoll get hurt? I'm gonna watch that game. Yeah. He threw for 432. Or he's, oh, no, that's for the whole season. No, yeah, they, they should bench him. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be able to watch a train wreck that doesn't involve a Cincinnati sports team, I think it's going to be enjoyable. I'll be watching tomorrow night. I want to see a game that's an absolute train wreck that doesn't involve a Cincinnati team. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked for Jets uh, Broncos. Yeah, the Jets are definitely that team. Sam, I feel like the Bengals you, could be. We know you love the Jets too. So how does it feel being a Bengals Jets fan this season? It feels like a fucking nightmare. Actually, you know what? I I strongly believe that being a Cincinnati fan has prepared me for the worst that life has to offer, and I'm ready for anything. I I've been thriving during COVID, dude. Absolutely thriving. Some of the best times of my life have been during COVID because, you know, I can, I can handle anything because I, it it can't get worse. It can't get worse. Sam, are you having a baby? Do you want to make an announcement? Right. Either that or you're really (laughs) just coming out as a true New York fan because yeah, it can't get any worse because one of your teams are going to be fucking top of the league somewhere. No, I'm not a true New York The Yankees fan. are going to lose. Fuck the Yankees. Here, let me go through the teams I wanted to win in the playoffs in the MLB, and you can see how every single one of them is going to get They're knocked out team. in the first round. So, Except Tampa. Well, except Tampa. 
And yeah. So Tampa went through. I want Cleveland to go through, but the Yankees will. I wanted the Twins to go through, but fucking Houston did. I want the A's to go through, but I think the Sox will. Obviously, I want the Reds to go through. That's not going to happen. Miami, I'm still holding out hope for the Marlins. San Diego lost. And then the Brewers will probably lose. So everybody I want to win, they're going to lose. The Indians are winning tonight, I believe. I, I think they'll lose to the Yankees still, though. I, think, I don't think they'll take the series. The Yankees look hot. I mean, they were dominant early in the season, and then it kind of fell apart because of injuries. But I think they've got everybody back. I would be very afraid of the Yankees. Actually, I changed my mind. The Yankees have taken the lead in that game. Uh, I've been of watching they it. Did. Cleveland, Cleveland was winning four to one, and just you know, in Yankee fashion, they hit a grand slam to go up five four. Of course, they did. Ball game. And the Lakers are going to win. Everything is terrible all the time. <laughs> that is the most important lesson sports teaches you. Everything is terrible all the time. We didn't even get to FC Cincinnati, who hasn't scored like an actual goal in 10 fucking games or something insane. They had that yeah, bullshit corner goal. I, it isn't. I mean, that's how <laughs> much shit is stacked on top of other shit. He's so pissed. I, I love it. He's right, but I'm I love honest. the intensity of Sam. Sam, you, you've spent your whole life preparing for this. All of Cincinnati sports is terrible right now, but somehow the Reds are in the playoffs. I, I don't get it. It, Except you see, yeah. But like I said, college football is a rigged game. They'll go undefeated, and they still won't get a shot for the championship. So fuck college football. It's just any sports team that you root for. It's just yeah. Hey, they, shit. they might though. Sam Alabama doesn't have that three cupcake game schedule this year, so ten straight versus the SEC might cost them a game or two. Hey, hey, Jeremy, or I mean, hey, Sam. I'm talking about Jeremy. I didn't mean to say you. Uh, at least hey, uh, fuck that. Man. If, if if it makes you feel any better, um, at least Jeremy almost lost in his fantasy football league. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Tell me more about Jeremy's life. Fuck that. Fuck him. Jeremy's a champion, but not a champion. He lost to me because he's a bitch. Yeah, we don't need to tell you about Jeremy. Let Jeremy tell you about Jeremy. He'll be happy to. Sure would. Jeremy, I'm keeping that trophy. You're never getting it back. Nick, did you ever get it? I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, I got it. So you won it last year. It was last year's Fantasy League, right? Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to get it at the beginning of this season after he put his, his placard That's how on. it works. That's how it works. All right. He took his sweet-ass time order in that placard. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I'd like to see any of you, including me, be, you know on top of something like that, because I wouldn't. Oh, well, you obviously don't know me and Alan Rich. Hey, Eric's building away. that fucking trophy right now. Fucking hell, we have it ready the instant the season's over. With Joda's Eric has name on it. nothing else to do while his kids are sleeping. <laughs> on a sun- he did it on a Sunday. <laughs> don't, don't blow his After cover, dude. grocery shopping. See? Eric, you live... You live the dream, dude. I, l- I love that you called, or I called you, and you were like, get out of his garage. <laughs> he was like, you can't. <laughs> Judge says he can't. Sweet Jesus. I didn't even know I was part of the recording. Yeah, neither did Sam. Yep. 
I had to convince Sam that I was really me because I was calling from my he was calling from his work phone. All right, fucking life, dude. This sucks. Can we do stud of the week? Yeah, stud me, Blazer. You ready, Rob? You a true listener? Heck yeah, dude. Eagle call. Three, two, one. Life's tight. I'm pretty sure I just woke up my wife by doing that. Front row. Eric, calm down. Eric's about to wake up his wife. It was just so loud. (laughs) I mean, oh my god! I don't, I don't listen to this. Does it, does it just stay in there like that? Oh, it sure does. I'm not touching that at all. Oh my god! Who gagged on the deck? Was that you, Richard? This is me. No, it's good. I never gag. Save the best for last. All right, Nick, who you got? Don't don't uh, start with me. I got nobody right now. Come back. All right, Sam. Who do you got? Oh, <laughs> let's get the misery yeah, out of the way. Let's let's go to even darker, worse place. So, <laughs> my stud of the week is Henrik Lundqvist, the king of New York has been the goalie for the New York Rangers since 2005 watched a highlight reel today. That was like 30 minutes long of him making the most incredible saves. It's safe to say he is an absolute Rangers legend. He will go down as one of the best Rangers players ever. And his, he, he ended up getting bought out. Uh, last year of his contract got bought out because don't have the cap space for him. He's kind of on the decline. So this is for Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist and the end to a uh, another just crappy piece of news in sports. Richard, who you got? Going to go with a with a, a studly beast and quarterback, and he's he's been a, he's been a stud all season. I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes either. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. That dude's just been fun to watch playing football this year. Although in one of my fantasy leagues, I'm ruining his what could be MVP season with the rest of my garbage ass team. Um, but it's fun to watch him throw four to five touchdowns a week because the dude's dude's a stud. That's he just stud. throws the the long ball so well. Oh my god! Yeah, and finally, best deep ball thrower in the league. Finally, they're letting him do it. Uh, yeah, I, I've. I'm bummed. I should have reached because I felt like he was going to have a great season this year and did not pick him up in any of my leagues. But yeah, he's a he's looking like a potential competitor for the MVP with Mahomes, which is saying something. No doubt. Great choice. How about you, Rob? I I got the start of the week for UFC. This guy won this past weekend. I'm mainly doing this because of his nickname. His nickname is Raw Dog. So Brandon Raw Dog Raval. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest nickname I've ever heard of. <laughs> Good choice, Rob. 
Nick, are you ready? Sure, I, I, I got one. He didn't do anything spectacular. He lost the game he played in. But I'm going to give it to Justin Tucker for remaining the greatest kicker in NFL history. The main duel that everybody missed from Monday Night Football was Butker and Tucker are the two highest percentage kickers in NFL history. And Justin Tucker remains on top because Buck Bucker. I just met her. His name's Her- Tucker. But- Harry Butker. Butker. We just started dating. I I'm I'm not sure. I feel like we should have a rule that says kickers can't be yeah. stud of the week. Like really, a kicker, Nick? I believe. Wait until Randy. I mean, Wait until Fat Randy Tuck- becomes Tucker. Is the only person. I love in the NFL. If you ever Fuck met yeah. the dude, you would change your mind. You've met Tucker? I have. Oh, yeah. You biggest... feel, you feel kicked butthead? for. He's the biggest asshole I've ever Bengals. met. Is he? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cause maybe he just he's didn't one of those like cocky your style. guys. Yeah, he, he knows he's good and he he just acts like one of those guys. He's kind of like Bryce Harper. Oh. That's yeah, about right. you do love he Bryce Harper. Right. He doesn't. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't have that like dramatic like, hair hair swoop and the fucking trimmed up beard. That's fucking... not. That's not. Keep going, Nick. Keep, those are, let those are just additions to the douchebag. You could be a douchebag. Rippling muscles. Mm, there's a chiseled cheek features. That I don't know. At I least mean, Rob's ten and a half inch. I guess so. Art, Rob uh, has a better. Opinion of him than I do, but that makes me happy. I, that I, I that. like the cocky kicker though, because he's the last—he's the last guy on the football team you think would be cocky. But there you go. I respect Nick's decision. This is really on. This but... is really on brand for Nick. Never mind. I take also, that back. Every Bengals fan would love if we had Justin Tucker as our kicker. Not if we're losing by twenty every week. It doesn't even matter. Tucker, we haven't we week. haven't lost by twenty year. every week though. On my but sports wish list, we would a waste new his career too. Four hundred seventeen. That's how oh, little yeah. I'm thinking about who the kicker of the Bengals is. You, yeah, there's I bigger fish to really, fry out there for our team. You shouldn't be kicking field goals anyway. Field goals are participation trophies. Yeah, for bitches. Bring back Chad. Sam, you you're go for it on fourth or, every time. Uh, not every time. But if you're close enough for a field goal, yeah, pretty much go for it on fourth. Except in pretty rare circumstances. I'm a go for it on fourth like guy. Must win situation. Must or win like or if, if you can if you can go from like a one score game to a two score game or two to three and it's late in the game. So not just like go from a one score to a two score in the first quarter, but if it's late in the game like four minutes left and you can make it a two score game instead of a one score game. All right, go for the field goal. But I'm all for going for it on fourth down. Which blew my mind this past weekend in the Bengals Eagles game when nobody went for it on fourth down. Oh yeah. It's, in it's, overtime. it's coward shit, dude. It's absolute loser mentality. Yeah. What did the Bengals have to lose? They weren't I mean, playing to win. They were playing not to lose. Exactly. Yeah. But, Take that, take that L. Fucking get that higher draft pick. Well, if you're gonna do that, then go for it on fourth. Either, right, either so you really get that L. Take the risk. Yeah. 
I want them to take take the risk. Definitely, if you're the Bengals, fucking go for it. Fucking a hundred percent. I don't care if you're on your own thirty. Fucking who cares if we tie this game or lose this game? Did, didn't we talk about how we didn't want to talk about Cincinnati anymore, and we let a Sorry. kicker lead us back into the NFL? Dude, somebody, I, this, somebody still has stud of the week. Is it you, Eric? This is the depression it's episode. It's always all roads lead back <laughs> to city. Also, after Eric's stud of the week, I I want to try to implement uh, a depression dick picks. It's only two picks. We'll see if you guys care to do it. I'm I'm glad I brought the depression on to you guys. Yeah, Hell yeah, thanks, Rob. Rob. The yeah. UFC yeah. talk right. was Not pretty positive, bit, I think. <laughs> sort of. All right, well, I'm going to do mine real quick. Uh, Israel, Adesanya, 20-0. Uh, Stud of the week. Honorable mention, Eric Ball, winner of the Dirty Plays Baseball Fantasy League. Way to be good. Thank you. Way to not pay attention and win. Thank you. What a Thank champ. You. Wait, did anybody Ma- actually pay attention? I made a ton of transactions, so I didn't finish last. Me and Votto. Oh, yeah. Honorable mention, uh, Richard Myers to our Fantasy Baseball League champion. Hey, give me that money. Thanks, Rob. Honorable mention, uh, no Rob, I, I for uh, Dick Riding. Whoa, we're friends. We're all friends here. I love, I love riding Rick. Richard's dick. What? Wait, what? All right, yeah. uh, dick pics, yeah, no what were you saying? Can we do a do a depression dick pick week and and do it NFL style? Uh, just Hell two, yeah. I was gonna say just do two picks, and the way it should work is since since I'm technically boner of the week, Nick gets to pick the the outcome of one game. I get to pick the outcome of the other game, and then we each get the opposite of you know the winner loser in those games. And I wanted to go with bo- all four teams that are zero uh, and three in football right now that are both playing each other. Hell yeah! <laughs> so obviously one of them is tomorrow night, and then the other one is on Sunday at one o'clock. It's Vikings Texans. So Nick, are you interested? Oh yeah, I'll pick zero and three matchups. Okay, but you get to pick the winner of one, you, but you get to pick which game you want, and then I get to pick the other game. Okay, I want the Vikings game. Okay, and you're taking the Vikings? I want the Vikings. And then I'm going to take the Broncos, because fuck the Jets. <laughs> you want? Well, give me an L in that category, because the Jets aren't winning shit. <laughs> And then if you guys want to do something wild for a tiebreaker that's depressing that you can think of on the spot, we can. If not, who gives a shit? You don't think the Jets are going to beat I got the one. third string quarterback for the Broncos? No. No, I don't. I, I got a tiebreaker. Have you watched the Jets play this year, Sam? What is it? I mean, I... Go ahead, Nick. I, I w- I'm just <laughs> hey, Nick, saying the Broncos are Nick, like take at least hey, Nick, go ahead. in games... No, like, I insist. No. They were competitive with the Steelers late, and the Steelers are undefeated. The Jets Nick, haven't been in a game. They they no, haven't, no, no. but after me. I mean, I, I don't know. I watched the highlights first. Indianapolis. Say, we shut the fuck up. Nick's talking. <sighs> Nick, go ahead. You watched highlights from the Jets. What were they? Interceptions and fumbles. No, the, the NFL puts and together we'll, we like won't do any spreads in those a games good either. 15 minutes of highlights. So you get to see a lot of the game. 
In fact, if the NFL put together condensed versions of the games, they'd probably only be like 30 or 40 minutes long. You could probably watch a ton of them, but that's besides the point. But I, I thought Darnold... I think they do on Game Pass. I'll have to check that out. But I, I thought Darnold didn't look... I, like, I was expecting to see a pure train wreck, and there were some glimmers of quality. Now that said... I think what he gave up a safety and two touchdowns, the offense, two pick sixes yeah. and a safety. So I'm kind of assuming so. that doesn't happen again. And maybe the Jets stay in the game, but their, their defense would have to pretty much entirely shut down the Broncos. I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to go no, that I'm waiting. far. Like the Broncos are known for their defense. The Jets could literally lose just by turning the ball over again. I feel like this is the definition of depressing, just having Sam and Nick debate on two. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Jets, Broncos. <laughs> play on Thursday night football. Like they're studs. I'm about to pick up fucking Braxton Berrios in fantasy because he is a champion. All right. Uh, can we get a tiebreaker up in this motherfucker? All right. I got a good tiebreaker. How many points are the Falcons going to blow the lead on? <laughs> the over-under? <laughs> the over-under. Did you say lead or load? load. Yes. What if the Falcons never have yes. the lead? Yes. They might not. <laughs> the, I don't the think they're going to. two games, they've given up 20-point leads. Yeah, they're playing. I know, but they play Green, Green Bay, Bay, so there's Green a good chance they they're don't short. have the lead. This is another game I watched highlights of, and I don't feel like the Falcons offensive coordinator can do anything other than call up deep bombs to Calvin Ridley. Like, yeah, I would too. But not, not in the fourth quarter when you're up by 16, like they were continuing to do that. You would watch and the Falcons would have a drive that was like a minute long because they had three incompletions. It's like, you do have Todd Gurley. You can try to do some clock management and not just throw deep bombs on every second play. It was like watching an eight-year-old play man. And not be able to pick his own team. Yeah, and just throw Hail Mary. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, I picked the team I wanted. Uh-huh. I only knew there were two options, though. So, Hey, if you're depressed and you have bionic knees, I guess we all have jades. Thanks for being on, Rob. We didn't Kid even doggy. pick a tiebreaker. <laughs> All right, over under on Falcons Packers. 